0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with Z, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about a singular movie, and we'll get to today's movie in a second, because first, I need to invite you, the listener, to give us your fan recommendations. Every so often, there is a fan vote, usually attached to Tay's episode, and in there will be four movies you can vote on. Obviously, that's coming up in a couple weeks or a couple episodes, I suppose. But if you want to get your uh, your voice, your your movie choice in, your voice heard, uh, go ahead and send us an email to ff.filmfreaks with a z at the end at gmail.com or comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks on, with a Z at the end on the YouTube channel, or talk in the Discord, in the movie stuff Discord, or join the podcast and recommend a movie. Let's go ahead and start with our uh who we are. <laughs> this is it's a, it's a rough day, folks. <laughs> I am Sergeant Ferret's Lonely Hearts Club band. Who am I here with? Uh Sergeant Waffles.
1: Strawberry Tay. Ah, uh, um Blueberry Fields aka Callous. <laughs> there there can't be two sergeants.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't I yeah, well. talk to the guy next to me, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you want to change your name, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not prepared for this. All right. I got one um, for
2: you. Okay. What is it?
0: Greedy <laughs> shears. <laughs> All right. The Podcast, oh, fuck this. All right. Greedy
2: shears. That All right. was
0: a brilliant. That, that was amazing. Everyone clap. All right. Everyone. Okay. This is clap. We'll, we'll consult Callus. Was that a good name? I, I felt like that was a really I, good I
1: like that name. name. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, was good, thank,
3: it was good, you. It was good thank you. Thank ah, you. Ah, you're the main
2: character, Greedy. Ah, <laughs> greedy Shears.
0: All right, so today's movie is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band from 1978, directed by Michael Schultz. Small synopsis here is a small-town band makes it big but loses track of their roots as they get caught up in the big-time... Machinations of the music biz. Now they must thwart a plot to destroy their hometown, built around the music of the Beatles. This musical uh, uses some big-name groups like Peter Frampton and Aerosmith, and it stars Peter Frampton himself. All the BGS, Aerosmith, uh, <laughs> Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, Frankie Howard, and all all these other people as well. Um, so, it's it's a this is a tough one to kind of start off like start a conversation on because it's it's a very crazy movie at times um but i guess you gotta start with the main thing which is uh you know all these different covers of the beatles songs done by multiple bands i would say most of them hit but some of them uh aren't like amazing you know like uh the um uh the uh, she's so heavy song starts off in a really bad way with the guy yeah. who was like the uh, record l- label guy trying to sing and it was just terrible and then the <laughs> woman comes in and she's like I whoa you yeah. I'm like oh my god please but it gets better towards the end obviously as as the, the, the main characters start to take over the songs but I do feel like for the most part the covers are really you know pretty good um, obviously they've got that like 70s disco vibe to them because it is the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton covering most of the songs with other artists Doing other mm-hmm. things, obviously, you know one of the best songs from this movie in general that actually got pretty big was "Come Together" from uh, that, that was covered by Aerosmith. Uh, but what what do you guys think of the music? Do you think it uh, you think it was it was good? Well,
3: for me, um, I mean, even just at the Beatles, like they have good songs and they have bad songs. <laughs> they don't really have in between songs. They're either good or they're bad, and the good ones were great. Um, like The covers by Earth, Wind, Fire and Aerosmith were great. Um, but yeah, then you just have these random songs like So Heavy or whatever. And it's just like, this is a bad song and it's a bad cover. And it's just... <laughs> and then there was just some songs they just felt like they just kind of like, well, we have to have this song in there. But it doesn't make sense while, why anyone is singing it or like have anything to do with the plot,
0: but... It's there. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they yeah. struggle to link the songs with the plot together.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up is how the songs some songs seem very forced into like like, don't forget about this song. You're like, oh, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so did anyone actually see the Beatles musical uh what was it called? Was it called Strawberry Fields Forever? Or something like that? That came out in like two thousand and
0: Seven, eight, nine. Uh, seven, eight. There's one called "Across the Universe" from 2007. That was it, "Across the Universe." Yeah, I, n- I never saw that one.
3: No, it had the same problem where it's just like they tried to the pigeonhole songs in that were like this doesn't make sense. What is this?
1: I think I did see that one, but I barely remember it though. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so, very forgettable. Yeah, not very memorable. <laughs>
3: but yeah, it had the same problem where it's just like we got to use all these songs from this thing and then just cram them in there, even if it doesn't make sense. Like, why the hell? Steve Martin singing about Maxwell's silver hammer, like, it barely, barely <laughs> loses of threads. Like, okay, he has a hammer, I guess. But That was just
1: very bunkers. Yeah, he's
3: a surgeon, though. Who, they don't technically usually use
1: hammers, so... Uh, a surgeon that doesn't use surgery. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uses magic. <laughs> a magic
1: hammer.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I found I found that part of the movie to be quite fun. Um, And I I I found Steve Martin's cover of the song was actually kind of whimsical and and fun also.
3: No, definitely the movie is very campy and just kind of (laughs) fun-ish. But at the same time, it's like, God, this is so dumb.
0: Well, I guess that leads into... I mean, I I know we probably will talk about the music a little bit more, but that leads into my... my, One of my points is that, like, you know, this, like, completely and fully encapsulates, like, the Beatles discography at the time of Sergeant Peppers and kind of around Sergeant Peppers where they were just in the studio and they were doing tons of drugs and they were making songs like I am the walrus and you know, all these weird songs also mixed in with like these really good songs. And there's also like a bunch of experimental songs in there as well. Um, so I think the movie actually does encapsulate that time period for the Beatles pretty well with all the crazy visuals and stuff that goes on. Um, one of the coolest visuals is when uh um, Billy shears is on the record the spinning record with um was that Lucy in the sky with diamonds or whatever her name is um, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty cool little uh um, you know visual there with the black background and the record spinning as you know he he makes out with the with with Lucy
1: that was a very uh, trippy scene I, I I do love the way they uh they did the music to where, like, it just got more and more distorted. So that was also a cool effect on top of, like, the, the weird, groovy visuals.
0: That's in the original song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I I, that. That, that whole dinner scene where they're, like, signing the contract and then pop, they got the record label <laughs> shirt on. I found that to be really well done. You know, the visuals and and, you know, everything going on. And then, like, they get to the guy who's quote unquote Ringo in the movie and he's like falls over drunk and he doesn't even sign it actually <laughs> yeah that's kind of illegal that's <laughs> <Just laughs> a little bit well, yeah, and then they had
3: to strong. drug the other guy to get you know Billy to get him to sign right <laughs> which is like why wouldn't it just didn't make sense they're like oh we're going to be big let's go we, you know they know they're going to have to sign a contract and he's like no 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 I don't want to sign a contract
0: But the point is that it was a very long contract, and it was probably something you should read over with a lawyer, and they were just trying to get him to sign. Yeah, probably.
1: I thought something more was, like, going to come out of that whole thing, but they never really went back to the contract.
0: Nope. Yeah, there's a few loose plot threads that never really get, like, a payoff or something like that, you know, like the contract... Definitely like you you feel like when Peter and I'm sorry, when Billy Shears and the rest of them leave the recording studio, you feel like something with the contract is going to pop up, but it never does. Um, Yeah. And then like the instruments, like there was really no reason for the villains of the movie to take the instruments because they didn't really seem to do anything. (laughs) So like the whole plot with like, they took the instruments. It's like, well, what do they what do they really do? (laughs) What do the instruments really do? Like I know the
3: instruments aren't together. It doesn't bring joy and
1: happiness. They're magical instruments. They keep the yeah. town together.
0: They didn't yeah. look too magical. I mean, no, the design—the design, the design they, of that cornet is magical. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good well, the band, cornet. the band stopped the war. It's not the instruments. Well, the band's playing the instruments. <laughs> the instruments are a tool for Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, because it's like band.
3: Because once it was reformed as Sergeant Pepper, they weren't using those instruments, so it wasn't the
0: instruments. <laughs> but Billy Shears was a descendant of the great Sergeant Pepper, so. Yeah. Yes. He has some sort of magic in him.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and then I found it. It was a weird choice to have a really no speaking dialogue of any sort. Like there was occasionally, but for the most part, it was just them just mouthing stuff while songs were playing, and you didn't actually like Donald Pleasant, You never hear his actual voice because he's British. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's and the narrator who kind of goes over stuff, yeah. and then everything else is pretty much just a song, except for a few lines here or there. Yeah, which I mean, that's a that's musical, you yeah. know? Uh, it, it like <clears throat> I don't know. It, it I don't I didn't mind it so much, um, but no, towards po- but at, at the end when like they all get turned like you know how the the guy <laughs> like turns the them dude. into like nuns and stuff. I would have liked to hear what they were saying there because I have no clue why or what the fuck happened. <laughs> like that, why that was happening. so weird.
3: <laughs> that was the weirdest so ending. Weird. Definitely drug
0: fueled. <laughs> when I was a kid, um, that was like my favorite song. Uh, I was at the end there, and I was, yeah, and I would, would dance song. along to it. Um, but you know, watching it when I'm you know thirty years old, huh? and uh, it just doesn't make too much sense. You know, <laughs> nothing makes sense. Get back. Well, a lot of it doesn't make sense. I'll say. Yeah,
3: I like, like they go like, oh, Billy is so upset. He's going to commit suicide, and then this magical trumpet man is just like, no, Elsa, your girl's back. Also, you're all nuns. You're the Pope.
1: I like but, to think that that he jumped from the roof and then fell to the floor and got into a uh, yeah, coma, my... and like that whole ending was just like a. Fever oh, gene I don't
0: think it was a coma. coma.
3: I think he died, and <laughs> yeah. that was
0: just... absolutely. <laughs> That's a real Titanic situation. You're stuck in Heartland forever. <laughs> and
3: the message of this movie, <laughs> just like, don't die. well, no, just like they're like Heartland's great, and then it's like, oh no, this mustard guy's come in, and like it's where like they immediately like we're like it saw its darkest days, and it looked like there was just a bunch of gay people
0: there. Well, there was like. No, I mean, there was, like, was, the like, casino was, was built. Literally. It was all trashy. Yeah, it yeah, was trash. Yeah. The, It was, like, run down. Um, I, but I, just
3: the first shot was just a bunch of people with, like, rainbow haircuts and, like, making out and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, the gays have arrived. <laughs> how, how bad for Heartland? Hmm. It was a metaphor.
0: <laughs> I, just, I just remember the ending of, like, that scene where the um, butcher, whatever his name was, had like a small gay moment other than that I, it was it was a mix of genders in there wasn't they it wasn't yeah yeah no it was it
3: was just that's what just kind of looked like what it was trying to say and that made me it might like, have like... i mean this movie came <laughs> it was out in just... the 70s so yeah it's just oh yeah that's the problem it's the gays how bad for you guys but it was really it was
0: really big industry that tore down yeah. heartland for sure well it was actually an evil band <laughs> Well, yeah, the evil, the, um, what was it? What was that? What are they called? The F?
1: The future villain future band. future
0: villain band, F-V-B. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: future villain band is Aerosmith. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: that was, a uh, quite a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really thought that, like, the, uh, like, the true bad guy was going to be, like, the, uh, the record company. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I thought it was going to be the record guy, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been a a cooler reveal you know but like he's
1: like like if he if he would be the one to hire colonel muster to like steal the instruments and all that stuff and uh get i don't know find i don't know
0: you could still have the (laughs) evil band in there but they're like you know the manager, or not the manager, the record label guy turns out to be Satan. Like, you know, go, go Tenacious yeah. D on this.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, the, the record label, like, they are the future evil band or whatever. Like, they're also signed under the same record label, and it's like, oh, record labels are the bad guys. That'd be a better message.
0: Yeah, there's a few different ways they could have done this, but... Yeah, we got what we got and yeah. but I guess
1: the message is that we should become priests and nuns.
0: Yeah, who knows? Who knows what that ending <laughs> that ending message was. It was also like a very sudden ending as well. All of a sudden they just go into like the Sergeant Peppers Lonely Hearts Club band reprise, you know, for the ending. Yeah. And like all the people are there in the way that like the album cover is but they're not dressed like the people in the cover. So it's just kind of mm. like a, an homage rather than like a, you know, an, uh, like a, a whatever. A recreation. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Um, well, then I got a bunch of different bands and stuff from the 70s to sing that part, I think. Like a bunch well, of different it was, artists. Well, it was
0: the whole crew and like everyone who was in the movie on the platform. For sure.
3: But I thought there was also some other artists in there. But, you that's uh, what people were saying, I saw it in the comments, so.
0: But that ending, you know, I, I, I knocked Police Story for a, a, an abrupt ending. This one, probably even worse for for just, like, all of a sudden, Strawberry's back, you know, Peter Frampton's alive, the their band's back together, and then it just ends, and there's, like, no explanation, and there's no real conclusion. <laughs> and I almost <laughs> wonder if they ran out of budget or something, because this movie obviously uses a lot of special effects and obviously had to get a lot of rights and probably give money to all these bands who pitched in and did covers, and yeah, I, I, I'm guessing that they might have just ran out of funds at the end of the at the end of shooting. they were like, well, we have this <laughs> we have this set still, and but we can't really do anything else, so let's just end it. <laughs> you know, well, they I mean, wasted
3: they wasted most of their budget on drugs, and they went, oh, <laughs> damn it. Well, <laughs> we're done. Well, I mean, but that, that time, time
1: the.
2: Sorry, go ahead. Oh. I was just going to make a joke that is too, they, they spent too much to get Aerosmith and all that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they might
3: have. Probably. You know? <laughs> well, Aerosmith wasn't quite as big then. Right? Oh, no, they were big. I know In they the were 70, big, 70? but like, I don't think they were... Like, I doubt they would have been... You know... Uh, they were... As,
0: um, I don't know.
1: They were.
3: I mean, the, I mean they... they were pretty
0: big all through the 70s. Yeah.
2: Anyways, go oh, ahead,
1: I was just gonna say, like, um, I didn't think it was like a the, came, the ending came suddenly because by that time it was already two hours and and like yeah, there was like a lot of parts in the movie that kind of just dragged on and it was like, uh, when is this movie gonna end? <laughs> that is also
3: very true. Movie's only like an hour. It is two, almost two hours. It's
0: two, hours. two hours. Ah, yeah. see, it went it went fast for you, greedy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, oh, an hour fifty three. I mean, the movie did drag a couple times, but, like, the ending is still sudden. Like, you know, it's, it's not yeah. like a, It doesn't, like... It's not like a creeping ending where, like, there's a fall of action and then a a resolution. It's just like, here's the climax where Billy Shears jumps off of the roof, and then the resolution is everyone's fine. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's yeah. fine.
3: Well, I mean, they killed, um, you know, um, what's his face from Aerosmith? Um... Yeah, they, oh they killed Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler, I think. He's dead. Yeah, and you see him fall and then Strawberry just goes down with the sign and they instead of like cutting away like they did for him, they just like watch it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they say, oh. they show you what
3: happens. <laughs> yeah. They're like oh, that yep, that was I mean probably a dummy, but it's like yep, that that, that neck just broke.
1: <laughs> that was uh, pretty um dare I say visceral. Yeah. like yeah. i was shocked my my jaw like was yeah. down all the way
3: i was like whoa okay yeah that movie took a a twist <laughs> what a twist
0: you'd be on your toes you know yeah there's a lot of this movie that i remember from when i was a kid um there's there's a lot of scenes that i didn't remember um like strawberry falling and just getting <laughs> eviscerated and then like the whole like um at the beginning during the she's so heavy song, like, you know, everything kind of like getting very sexual, you know, like those are parts I don't remember. Um, Well,
3: did you, was it recorded like off TV or something? Did your parents like edit out
0: those things? No, we had the DVD, official DVD, but there's a lot of stuff that I remember from this movie. And a lot of it was just like a, it it seemed like a fever dream in my mind, you know, something Mm -hmm. I'd remember randomly and be like, oh yeah, that, that did happen in this movie, (laughs) didn't it? Um, and now I can, I can say, um, you know, the fever dream is still a fever dream. <laughs> like there's, you still think back to this movie and you go, oh shit, Earth Wind and Fire was in this movie, and <laughs> there were there were latex robots massaging <laughs> yeah, that mustard, was weird you know,
3: <laughs> the robots. Very Probably weird. Two
0: of the worst covers in this movie are the ones where the robots are singing, and I don't know why they use the robots singing twice in this movie and there was one right after the other with the she's leaving home song and um Mm -hmm. the one where they introduce colonel mustard (laughs) i know that's not his name but you know it's just it's such a like a you know obviously it's like of the time a synthesizer voice like oh that's pretty cool you know it might have even been pre Frampton playing the guitar with his with his voice thing changer you know i don't know but it sounded (laughs) bad and it kind of ruined the song you know
3: And the fact that mustard was like going after strawberry was just weird and creepy and it's like why? Because he's evil. Uh-huh. I guess. He's horny I mean. and evil.
0: Yeah. He's a dirty man. Dirty man, yeah. See? Yeah. But I mean it's not like it's not like um I, I guess the I guess the, the caveat is that like, you know, when when he captures strawberry like nothing really creepy happens you know he's just kind of like sings about how he's old <laughs> when i'm 65 will you mm-hmm. still feed me or the other thing is like this like yeah beatles lyrics sometimes are kind of are kind of weird <laughs> and mm-hmm. this 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 movie kind of like exaggerates them because you see it in a different context you know when the beatles are singing it you know it's like oh you know, I I can't think of a lyric right now, but when, like, Kurt, when Mr. Mustard's singing it, or, you know, S- Steve Martin or whoever, like, you, it just doesn't work the same way as it would in, in the actual song. And uh, taken out of context, some of the lines could be downright disturbing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, especially like Mustard singing it, like, the song When I'm 64. Like it's a decent song, like and you go, "Oh yeah, this is you know it's supposed to be two young people talking about when I'm older, will you take care of me?" And now you've just turned into this creepy old man who's like, "Next year, when I'm 64, <laughs> <laughs> take care of me I'm 20. yeah.
0: but then there's other songs that really work in the movie, you know, Strawberry Fields, one of mm-hmm. them, "Here Comes the Sun." yeah um, I, really, I really like "Here comes the Sun." yeah, yeah, I did too. Anytime time that the Bee Gees were covering a song, like, always, you know, really, really good. Um, you know, one of my favorite Beatles songs is, with a little help from my friends, was just, like, the first song of the movie. Well, second song of the movie, technically, because... Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was done pretty well, you know? Um, the thing is, like, Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees... Peter Frampton is rock, and Bee Gees are disco, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they do have a, a bit of a different style, so when they're singing together, sometimes it can be a little bit weird. So that's why when... You know, Peter Frampton's the solo singer with the Bee Gees behind him. Doesn't sound completely right when they're trading off the parts, but it's still an enjoyable song to yeah. listen to.
3: Well, then there was that song that the narrator sang, and that was just weird. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, I'm fixing a hole with a... Yeah, it's a good song, but, yeah, when the little kids start singing, that's when I kind of tune it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, lay, did... like, poorly dance away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did like the narrator though, like I, I like his voice. Like his yeah. his narrator voice was great. Yeah, you
0: yeah. did a good
2: job of narrating everything. For sure. But it just got weird when you know like the doll scenes. It's like, oh man.
0: Oh uh, the robots?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the robots. Right.
0: Yeah. The ro- well the robots are completely separate from the mayor, so Yeah. Um but yeah, those those robots, I mean the design of them are kind of you know, fear inducing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh just how they how they talk and sing is is kind of weird. And the visuals for like the um Alice Cooper section too, like that that all like that's another fever dream in and a half in a half there. That's um, crazy too. And how he's, how he's singing the um uh the brainwashing where the 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 boy scouts and girl scouts were in the seats oh, yeah, getting brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. That's Alice Cooper. He kind of looks like Frank Zappa. <laughs> but the it's Father Alice Son. Cooper. Yeah, and he's uh he's singing the um that's... one of the most drugged out songs in the Beatles history. Um With the uh, you know, because the world the sky sky is blue, it makes me cry. You know, it's like, and it's like all psychedelic.
1: It's funny you mentioned Frank Zappa because I thought the exciting thing when he showed up, I was like, wait, is that Frank (laughs) Zappa?
3: Yeah, he looked slightly familiar, but I didn't know who it was.
0: Yeah, that was that was Alice.
3: Mm. We had Alice Cooper, Steve Martin. And who else? Who's the entirety the of Earth, went and Fire? Uh, no, no, I'm just out of the bad guys like who got the instruments sent to them.
0: Oh, it was just the three, because oh, yeah, Mr. Mustard, right, mustard kept... Kept one. Yeah, kept right. one. Okay.
3: Yeah. Was Mr. Mustard a... Was he a, a band person? A singer of some kind? Or just an actor?
0: Uh, Frankie Howard uh, is known for his... Uh, he's a comedian... Okay. So that's probably why they chose him because Steve Martin's in here. He's in here. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he did comic songs. Ah. Okay, so singing he's about, a singing, singing about Superman. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Steve Martin has a band too, so he does. He played the sing. banjo. He does play the banjo. Yeah. instrument? Yeah. <clears throat> they should have <laughs> let him play banjo. the banjo in this game or in this movie. <laughs> Because I think a banjo cover of Maxwell's Silver Hammer would have been cool. Maybe. <clears throat> As we started the movie, I said to my wife, I'm like, oh, we should probably, we should take some drugs if we're going to watch.
0: <laughs> Honestly, we you didn't. don't you don't need to take drugs to watch this one. Because <laughs> the movie itself is a trip in, in its own. I feel like <laughs> if you did, like, smoke some marijuana or something, you would probably, I mean, maybe you just vibe out. But I, f- I feel like the movie might be too psychedelic you know yeah you'd be crazy
3: Mm. yeah i I was joking
2: we 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 don't do the drugs there are many parts where everything's just crazy and it's just like what's going on
0: tay comes out of the movie and he's like i love money i hate love (laughs) (laughs) i mean
2: yes
3: (laughs) i do love the money
0: i hate but if i love
3: the money that means i love love
0: quite the conundrum
1: ah.
0: <laughs> joy I hate though so there's a lot of really cool um costume design in the movie um especially with the main band they they have their sergeant pepper mm-hmm. uniforms on a lot of the time but there's also a lot of like the lucy in the sky with diamonds section where lucy has like all the diamonds around her yeah. eyes like that's a kaleidoscope really... eyes yeah exactly a really really great costume design there mm-hmm. um you know, I felt like uh, a lot of the characters just had, like, really good outfits on, you know.
3: Yeah. Although, I did, that start, that scene was weird, though, where she just gets out of the bus, sees the billboards and immediately is like, oh, they're Mackin'. Which, well, they I think were, at that point,
0: because but... there, there was tabloids, you know, they, they focused on that pretty hard for the one um, yeah, song. Okay, I didn't see song. Those tabloids. And it said, like, oh, is, uh, is Billy Shears going steady with lucy you know or whatever it oh, okay i missed that and uh she probably saw those which is probably why she you know raced to la yeah and um you oh, know I I, think... I, I I like that visual of them on the billboard and starting to move and the band starts to move i i, I do really like that
3: yeah i so, say okay that makes it make a little more sense i miss those tabloids it was um... like
0: they actually froze the frame and then just peter Frampton was singing And, like, the rest of the frames were all frozen, and there was, like, just a few lines of, like, uh, newspaper articles or whatever. Mm. One of them was way too small to read, (laughs) but they gave you enough time because the the frame paused (laughs) for, like, five minutes. Okay. Well, maybe make a
3: minute. I do find it fun. You know, she's worried about him, and he's like, well, yeah, he totally was making out with people, like, the second he got into this (laughs) And that's another one of those
0: unresolved things is, like, she actually sees him blow a kiss to Lucy and she doesn't seem to care. All she cares about is getting those instruments back.
1: <laughs> yeah. He got lucky. If those instruments well, were not taken, he certainly him, did. He would have. Uh, he would have received all of her strawberries' wrath. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Strawberries' wrath.
3: <laughs> strawberries' wrath forever. <laughs> Well, any other thoughts or comments or things people want to bring up?
0: Like, this is the hard one to talk about because there's just so much randomness in it. Um, Because it's like, oh, you could talk about the plot, but it's like, there's really, I mean, the plot's there, but it's not like, like we said before, like, there's really no payoffs. There's really no, you know, real story structure, especially with some of the songs, how they just kind of do like a full (laughs) song, you know, a three and a half minute song. They just kind of whip it out every so often. Yeah, when They don't know how to get from one scene to the other, you know, which is almost, which is almost how I, I feel like the end, like they were like, how do we make a happy ending? You know, <laughs> like, how do, how do we make this a happy ending? Because the ending like in itself is very somber and sad. And like some of the best, like musical moments come out of like the, the, the ending, you know, with come together. And then there's, um, the, um, a day yeah, in the yeah. life. And that was one of my favorite songs too from the Beatles as well. Uh, and then, of course, Get Back comes around. It's like, how, how, like, how, like, that whole sequence of events, though, like, yeah, they just kind of lose the plot there. You know, they don't know how to get one thing from the next. Like, the whole Earth, Wind, and Fire song happens, and it's pretty much just a full song. And then at the end, the very end of it, they're like, and Strawberry gets captured. <laughs> and that's how <laughs> it goes. Was...
3: Yeah, it was weird. And just the, I found it weird that the, the you know, the statue of the original Lonely. Pepper, Sergeant Pepper. The, wax the weather figures. Videos? No, not the facts, like the little the little weather vane. The weather vane. Yeah. How it it turned into not him. <laughs> it was somebody else and it was just like oh, okay. What?
0: Uh, yeah, I forget who that is. Um,
1: that is um, oh, just, I just had the name. There's so earlier. many
0: names in the credits yeah. because like Billy, they have to like Oh, okay.
3: But um, she did a great job of singing it. I just thought it was weird that it's just like, wait, why is it one? Why is this weather vane suddenly coming to life? Two, who is this? <laughs>
0: yeah, just, there's there's so saying, many uh, names here because they have to credit like every single person in a band. Like Earth Wind and Fire has yeah. like 15 people in their band. Yeah. <laughs> That's like three pages.
1: Worth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess Billy Piston was better known back then.
0: Yeah, probably. Just, yeah, I mean, they didn't really recognize them either. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that like the you know obviously they use most of the most of the songs are from Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band the album, um, but they also use a lot of stuff from afterwards. And I you would think that they would use like the Magical Mystery Tour album more because of how psychedelic this movie is and those songs were yeah. way more out there at times,
3: but they uh, couldn't figure out a way to. Uh, I can't remember the song now. The one with the, they talk about the Walrus. I am, I the, am walrus. the Walrus. Yeah. Yeah. Although mustard singing. I am the Walrus, I think would have been made more sense than <laughs> him singing when I'm 64.
0: Maybe. <laughs> but yeah. They're, they're, and there's nothing from like the early days, you know, nothing in here from the early days. It's all, it's all Sergeant Peppers and after, um, yeah. and like, this is a time when the Beatles weren't touring and they didn't, they didn't even tour for their final album, which is the let it be album. And there's, a, there's a, I, think only, I think there's two songs, uh, She's So Heavy and Get Back, that, that show up in this. Um, but yeah, they never toured with with the albums since uh, Rubber Soul, I think, was their last one where they toured with. And then after that, they just went into the studio and took tons of drugs, broke up, came back together for one last album, and that was it. And um, this movie came out a, uh, a little while after, maybe about Tennis years after John Lennon died, and I think George George also had passed before this movie came out. Um, so I'm one. I mean, who, I I guess I guess Paul McCartney and the estate of John Lennon had to approve of a lot of what was in here, mm-hmm. and uh, probably the estate of George Harris had to Harrison had to um also approve it. But I don't think Ringo ever got a call for this one.
3: <laughs> I think Ringo should have played the. <laughs> the Donald Pleasant's role, the, the manager.
0: That would have been fun. But Ringo was probably like, fuck that, you know?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, Ringo, I mean, cause like when I was looking at the soundtrack credit and stuff, most of everything uh, that they used was written by John Lennon and, uh, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney. I only really think they, u- they didn't use any Ringo songs or George Harris songs. So, yeah, and, just, and for
0: like, a little help with my friends, even though Ringo sings in that one, it is written by John Lennon. So, yeah. Um, so unfortunately, Ringo never got. He probably never even got a phone call about this movie, honestly, because <laughs> he didn't really have a lot of sway in the band. Even though he's he's my personal favorite Beatle.
3: I love Ringo. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: he's he's very funny. Um, but yeah, they, they, they I mean, I, I you know maybe maybe if they I don't know thought about it a little bit harder, maybe Paul McCartney could have been a person in here, and Ringo could have been a person. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because this is more of like a disco kind of feeling you know move a musical maybe they just felt like it wouldn't fit if they had them in there or maybe maybe they maybe they didn't even contact Paul McCartney maybe they felt like they he would have felt like they uh, were spitting on his music with the, with the disco theme i don't know <laughs> i
1: don't yeah, know if it's like they they would have had to have gotten their permission yeah, to yeah
3: i'm pretty sure they did have his permission and okay. probably the estate of
0: john lennon They were like, oh, it's not going to be disco, it's uh, rock. It's it's completely rock. I'm not trying to dog on disco. Mm -hmm. I think the music in here is fine, but, you know, I I think it was relatively soon after this movie came out that disco died, so.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This movie killed disco. This movie
0: killed disco, yeah. (laughs) The 80s come around, and that's when, uh, what, electric pop and rap started coming up and metal. and That was the end of disco. And if we go to the airplane timeline, it's because the plane ran into the radio tower of the twenty four hour disco um, station. So
1: That is true, yeah. <laughs> Where disco never
0: dies. Plump, dead. <laughs> um yeah, I guess um in general, I just I guess I guess now that we're this deep into the podcast, I just wanna know in general, what did you guys think of the movie? <laughs>
3: Well, so this is the, this is, we're we're to the end then, huh? Final I,
2: thoughts.
0: Well, let's not do final thoughts yet. I just want to know, like, a baseline, like, how are we feeling? What's the temperature in the room here?
2: I oh, know baseline, like, cold. It was, yeah, it was all right. Yeah,
3: my 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 feelings on this movie were pretty pretty low. Uh,
1: yeah, for me personally, I would say less than all right. Um, it's like I probably would not want to watch this movie again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh.
1: There's a lot of things I enjoyed obviously. I like a lot of the songs I enjoyed and Steve Martin's section I loved and Aerosmith was great. Yeah. But yeah, like I feel like all those things are not enough to uh like I can
3: listen to the albums and <laughs> <laughs> you know listen to those songs on Spotify. I don't need to watch a bad movie to get those songs.
1: So a yeah. question for Yemi, like I... um was it <laughs> Was it like kind of what you remembered? Like, was it as good as you remember, or worse than you remembered?
0: Um, yeah, it's about the same. I had about the same enjoyment out of it. Mm. Uh, obviously, there were some scenes like that. You know, I remember now. or I I know now that I didn't remember back then. So, but you know, when I was a kid, I mean, I mostly just watched it for the music. And this is actually this movie actually got me into the Beatles. So I guess it did its job in a in a way. Um, because before I watched this movie, I really didn't. You know, I didn't really know the Beatles until this movie came around, and I started looking up the music because I liked the covers in here when I was a kid. Uh, would it would it do the same thing for me now? Probably not, um, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because
1: just... your music taste is uh, much different now, huh? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's if I, if I ju- if this was the first time that I was watching this movie, I mean, maybe I'd probably be on the same area as you guys but since i've seen it so much and it's such a big part of my childhood um i guess i have a little bit of a bias towards it just because it's 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 a lot of good memories um and it's what got me really into you know the beatles and stuff like that so i guess there's there's some bias on my end but not a lot you know i i understand like this is like in terms of a movie it's kind of a mid to bad movie, right? But in terms of a musical and the music in it, it's pretty good to mid, you know.
3: Yeah, I guess I could. As a musical, I mean, I don't know. I've seen so many better musicals. Like the mu- the soundtrack was, for the most part,
0: eighty percent. It was there's, there's, good. There's a lot of there's a lot of great musicals out there. I yeah. maybe maybe it's because I just watched Le, Les Miserables not too long oh, ago, wow. the movie, and that was I thought that was terrible.
3: Yeah, that is terrible.
0: Maybe it makes this movie yeah. look a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Four years for what you did, the rest because you tried to run. I stole a
3: loaf of bread. Les Mis is just that dumb musical. Too. No, I, yeah, I think that in
0: general I just don't like the musical, which is why the movie was also extra bad. But uh,
3: good musicals we'll actually have, like, dialogue and stuff. And Le is like, no, everything has to be sing- yeah. sing-songy, even though it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it doesn't help that Russell Crowe really can't sing, but... Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And the actual movie.
3: <laughs> I was just talking about the original, the actual musical musical.
0: Well, yeah, the actual musical, I think I don't like either, so...
3: Yeah, no, I don't either.
0: But with this, like, if I saw if I saw this at, like, you know, in at the Playhouse in Cleveland, like, I'd probably be... I'd be, I'd be very entertained. Um, it'd be interesting to see this morphed into an actual musical cause I don't think this ever, I don't think Sergeant Pepper's the Lonely Hearts Club Band ever ran as an actual musical. I yeah, think it was just, I, think, I think it was just yeah. the movie and I guess it probably didn't do as well as they were hoping. So that's why it never got big, but <laughs> like I said, there's one good thing that came out of this, like really good thing. And that was come together by Aerosmith. Yeah. That was huge. Probably the best cover in the movie next to the earth, wind and fire song.
3: Yeah, those, th- those two were the best, the Earth Wind Fire one and the Aerosmith one. Like the Earth Wind Fire one, at first I didn't even realize it was a Beatles song. I thought they were playing one of their own songs. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Earth Wind and Fire it was kind
0: comments.
3: of blend <laughs> You're like, oh. Switch. Yeah. It just it, <laughs> they did like it they covered it in such a way that it just it sounded like an Earth Wind Fire song.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. Well, anyone else have anything they want to bring up about the movie? Mm-hmm.
2: What do you guys just think of overall, like the acting? I mean, I know we kind of touched on it, but like, I don't it know. Was what do you bad. Yeah. What <laughs> acting? Yeah. yeah. Really <laughs> <loved> acting.
1: <laughs> there was just like
2: singing and dancing. <laughs> oh, that's what, yeah, I mean, like that.
0: Let's put it in the perspective of Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees aren't actors.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like they did a fine job not being actors and like, they have to like pantomime a lot of stuff and like mimic things like the whole fight scene in Maxwell's Silver Hammer was atrocious was so But bad. it's like that that just comes down to like okay obviously the directing was not amazing here because this is not in sync and this does not look good you know and i i i just i don't put i don't put as much weight on the performances of the musicians in this even though it's like you actually play the instruments while you strumming guitar like that you know um <laughs> that's the only place that i go oh that was bad like there's that there's the opening scene where you know billy frampton no, i'm sorry billy Fram. Frampton, peter frampton is actually strumming the guitar and looks like he's actually playing but then you have the bg guys behind him and they look like they're just wildly flapping away on their instruments it's like that you guys can play your instruments like why are you doing this <laughs> i forgot how like yeah. the one guy's just like slapping his guitar like a bass and it's a guitar i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like, well, he played that bass in real life. And uh, you could tell the drummer was actually like he could actually play what he was like he actually was yeah. trying to mimic it perfectly, but he also had to like not hit the cymbals because they probably were gonna, like they didn't want them to do that or something because every time he went for a cymbal hit it was just the lightest touch, it barely moved. Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe mean, there was there was definitely something with the directing or production in the, in this movie that that went wonky, which is why you get some of that stuff like that where it's like why is the Bee Gees not playing their instruments right? Why, you know, why are the fight scenes so Bad, poorly choreographed, like you know, yeah. Why? Well, there, why is there so much choking in this movie? <laughs>
3: <laughs> like the fight scene with Steve Martin, where like they're clearly not even touching anybody, they're just. I'm like, what is this? And then we go to the next scene, and they just deck Alice Cooper like, right in the <laughs> yeah. face, and I was like, okay, so you guys can actually make contact. What? What was that last scene? So weird
0: so weird yeah, alright so that's about it for me yeah. anyone Need else to. yeah take in Kallus um I think I'm good alrighty I'll start us off with our final thoughts and rating uh, in terms of podcast links uh, this is going to be the shortest one we've done in a while
2: <laughs> which I guess is not a
0: bad thing you know it's, it's about time we have something less than an hour <laughs> yeah Uh, So, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of nostalgia for me, but I don't let nostalgia run my life, so I'm not going to be giving this a 5 out of 5, obviously. Um, It's a really bizarre adventure that just kind of like... It's more style over substance, or or style over story, I should say. You know, like, there's a lot of songs that just... They're kind of thrown in there, and they play the whole song, and it's just them performing the song. It's like, why can't we just move on to the next scene, or why can't we link this together with something else happening? Um, it happens a little bit too often in the movie, which can bog it down a little bit. Um, I really like the sets and like the the costume design, and obviously the music is really mostly really good. You know, if this, I mean, obviously it's it's available on Spotify. I listen to this movie soundtrack, so I would recommend doing that and maybe skipping over a couple songs that didn't really work too well. Um, It's a bit of a strange story, has a very sudden finale, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, it's just like snap of the fingers and they're done, you know, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, But in the end, it is exactly what I would expect a Beatles movie to look like, especially during like these albums years that they used for the movie, minus Let It Be, uh, even though Let It Be does have a couple of crazy psychedelic songs on there. Maybe not crazy, but psychedelic songs in there. But for for the time period of the Beatles that they're kind of using, it makes sense to me, which kind of is a little bit of a saving grace. Um, in the end, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5.
2: All right. Um, yeah, I literally like the costume set and the design and the overall theme of the movie. The music was good, like besides a couple songs and all that. Um, but... It does slow down at times even though no i said earlier it didn't feel the runtime but you can definitely feel like you know it slowed down a little bit but the it picks back up with the bizarreness and like the craziness and as they uh yemi said you know i wish they connected some scenes better and linked things better uh the ending did seem a little abrupt and they just kind of seemed like they didn't know how to end it so it was just like eh, whatever um but um, the acting was pretty bad some of the songs are bad. Um, I don't know and those robot dolls are just a little weird. Um, <laughs> I didn't really care for them and of course they had to sing and all that so that was a little uh, not too good, I guess you could say but overall I'll give it a three out of five as well. What? <laughs>
1: hold <Okay>. on what? <laughs> What? Yeah, that that seems very high for like what you were just saying. Just that's now. the same uh, score that I gave. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> and I like this movie.
1: <laughs> I,
0: I,
3: what and he said. Hey, if that's
0: what you want. we will just go with it. it was all
3: right. As for me, um you know, there was a few songs I liked overall, though most of the songs I don't think really hit. Felt like they were just kind of trying to sh- <laughs> cram them in there to be like, look, we got all the Beatles songs. Um from you know from this album and it's like they don't it it didn't all work. Most of them didn't work. Um some of them were fine. Like the cover by Aerosmith and Earth Wind Fire were good. There was a few BGs and uh Frampton ones that were good. Uh acting obviously we talked about there wasn't really any acting. <laughs> it was bad. Um the overall just everything I uh, is just bad. <laughs> I felt dumber for watching it. Um, I'm going to give it a, give it 1.5 or a 2. You know, it was dumb, but campy and a little bit entertaining at times, so
1: I'll give it a 2. All right. <laughs> 2 out of 5. Well, yeah, I, um, I did not enjoy this movie very much. There was certain parts that I did enjoy, like, uh, obviously some of the music was uh, very well done. I enjoyed some of the covers, like seeing Steve Martin was great, and uh, Aerosmith. And uh, yeah, just uh, the ending was just very bizarre. Like there was just so much dragging it down, so many parts where I was like, okay, how long is left in this movie? And I think it's because of those parts, because I was just like waiting for it to end, that I guess that it didn't really allow me to enjoy the good parts as much of it. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I don't know. This, Like I said, this is not a movie that I would want to watch again. Uh, I guess I'm glad that I get to experience it, because this, this is like a very weird and bizarre movie, and probably should be experienced at least once. <laughs> but I'm definitely not going to want to go through it again. And I will give it a 1.5 out of 5.
0: Oof. So that's what I was expecting everyone to be like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. you did have it
2: at 3.5 originally, so
0: <laughs> you knocked it down a little bit. Why does that matter? <laughs> but, I, um, I'm, I'm just gonna, saying. I, I changed uh,
2: mine.
3: I'll go with the 1.5. All <laughs> right, Maybe. I'll change
2: mine to
3: 2.5. Oh, my goodness. You
0: know, <laughs> no, 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 gonna, no, Hold on. We can't do this. Three. No, I'll leave it at 3. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I do. I mean, it's so, uh, you know, uh, right after watching the movie, I, I, I rated it a little bit higher, but after thinking about it, I lowered it. Like, uh, sue me. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I
3: will. Well, be well i lawyer yeah. tomorrow. I was debating between 1.5 and two. So,
1: yeah, all... we're allowed to change opinions during discussion because maybe, mm-hmm. like, through our discussion, there's some things that we realize about the movie that we didn't realize yeah. before. So, yeah, I'm not eating. Uh, uh, just uh, saying. <laughs> after you, you guys
0: said <laughs> the, the I've song. done that
2: a couple times too. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> I just, I just, I, I you know, even even if I had a 3.5 out of five originally. Your rating still just didn't make sense to me, <laughs> no matter what. But if you want to keep it a three, I'm fine with that because, eh, you know, yeah. that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> so let's go through our scores one more time just so Callus gets them all right. I got a three here. I'll stick with the three. Uh,
3: I'll do the 1.5. I'll go down. It was so Shot through the heart. Ooh,
0: all right. Well. So um, average let's...
1: for this movie is 2.25.
0: Yeah, let's 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 move on before I start balling up here and tearing up. Here. <laughs> Greedy, uh, what movie do you want us to watch for the next episode?
2: All right, We're gonna do a little bit of a rewatch. I'm sure we all seen this before. Uh, kind of a funny, I guess, kind of funny uh, war movie. Uh, movie I'm gonna recommend is Inglorious Bastards, uh, 2009. Um, written by Quentin Tarantino uh, and just him directed it as well stars Brad Pitt, Diane Kruger, Eli Roth. Uh synopsis in a Nazi-occupied France during World War II, a plan to assassinate Nazi leaders by a group of Jewish US soldiers coincides with a theater owner's vengeful plans for the same. I don't know that synopsis does not seem right for the movie. I don't know no, that's that's, that's right. what IMBD has but I don't no, know that that's right it just seemed a I usually get mine weird. off
0: of letterbox they're usually a little bit more in depth but
2: that's that's the basic plot yeah, yeah that just that last sentence just seemed no there there's a French right,
0: yeah. woman who yeah. owns a theater and she also wants to Plans kill the for the same. So. okay
2: okay yeah plans <laughs> for okay that yeah now that you made, you said it, it makes sense but yeah um where to watch uh prime. Uh, Amazon, I think it's just on Amazon. Okay, cool. Uh, said a little bit, did I? Oh yeah, Brad, P- Brad Pitt, Diane Kruger, Eli Roth, uh, Christopher mm-hmm. Waltz, Michael Fassbender, um, Bellamy, Lawrence,
0: and there's a bunch of other people. <laughs> <laughs> so just and for Martin, context, because. Um... We just did Sergeant Peppers and that movie across the board is like it's almost like every like every single rating you can give it has like a good amount of ratings, right? It's like it's like very divided. In Glorious Bastards, pretty much fours and fives across the board <laughs> for people. <Yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of well, a crazy difference there.
2: Like I said, like two two last episode where I was like, Wow, this movie has a lot of bad ratings.
0: <laughs> well
2: For uh for Sergeant Peppers. So.
0: Yeah, but the, if you look on Letterboxd, like the ratings are very plateaued across the board. Like there's no highs or lows in extremes like on this movie. So just thought I'd bring that up just as a little comparison. Uh, yeah,
2: IMBD, the critics hate it, but some of the user reviews are oh, um, I'm sure the
0: critics despise Sergeant yeah. Pepper's Lonely <laughs> Arts Club band. I, <laughs> um, I
2: don't
1: know.
0: Oh don't, yeah, it's gonna Yeah.
1: Yeah, Sergeant Pepper thought... has like a eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: I look at Letterbox because it's all regular users. There's yeah. no critical stuff in there because the critics can be wrong. Yep. Yeah. Or right, yeah. Or right. New movie, oh, I
3: in haven't seen this quite a while. Yeah, That's I haven't been, either. It's been a hot One. minute for Same. me. Too. I don't oh, think I'm, I've seen it since 2009. I think <laughs> yeah, I, this was the. I saw it in theaters twice. First time I was like, "This is really great." I want to let, yeah. you know see this again. Second time I went. I remember. So we'll see uh, if that ow. holds up.
0: Last time I watched yeah. this was when I moved out of my parents originally. So that was quite yeah, a I while
2: ago. Uh, being popular when it came out, always oh, yeah. very popular. Yeah. Yeah. And like said, I,
3: pretty- I got it the second time I saw, it. I just didn't like. Well, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Well, how yeah, you know it now. I, like I, said, I saw it in theaters twice. So this was, was back in both back in 2009 or whatever, and I just remember the second time going. Okay, maybe it's not quite as good as I remember. Like, it still wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as I remember the first time seeing it.
2: Okay, well, save that thought for when we review this, so...
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just say it now, because maybe, you know, good change. Maybe the third time will be amazing again.
0: All right. Well, if you, the listener, don't want to be spoiled or if you want to join the conversation for Inglorious Bastards from 2009, not the 1978 version, uh, make sure you watch that before the next episode airs in two weeks. We'll reconvene and talk about that. Is there about anything else? an
2: original, too, but I was like, yeah, let's a rewatch the 2009
0: one. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we end the show?
3: Be sure to clean your ass. Sure <laughs> you scrub it, too. Get, get deep down in there. <laughs>
0: Alright, well I am Sergeant Ferret and the Lonely Hearts Club Band, and I've been here with Greedy Cheers.
1: Strawberry Tay. Blueberry Fields of Callis.
0: <laughs> and we are film freeze with a Z. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye everyone. And don't forget to get back.
2: Get back.
0: Get yeah, back. make sure you go listen to some Beatles, Beatles records Beatles. after this one, alright? <laughs> yeah. Redeem, redeem the Beatles for Tay and Callison. <laughs> yes, please.